Hey Tash, welcome to Join the Sports Draw. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Not too bad. Where Where are you coming from? Where are you right now? Um, well, at the moment I'm actually at home, but um, I have been in Loughborough um, yeah. since the beginning of lockdown, pretty much. Yeah. And I was going to say, you're at Loughborough, obviously you're in the, your third year of uni. What is it that you're studying? So I'm studying sport and exercise science at Loughborough. Um, yeah, I'm in my third year now, which is a bit crazy how time yeah. is going quickly, but... <laughs> I guess almost half of uni's been like during COVID, which yeah, is weird. Definitely. But um yeah, no, I'm enjoying it, which is good. So do you have like a dissertation that you have to do? Because obviously, like with mine, when I did criminology, I had to do a dissertation. So is it different for like sports science students? What do you have to do? So yeah, I will have to do a dissertation, but um I'm actually splitting my third year over two years, mm-hmm. um, basically for training so that I have more time. Um, so I will be doing my diss next year. So mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing like quite a few of my friends doing their diss at the moment and yeah. getting quite stressed about it. So I'm, I'm uh, waiting for that next year. Yeah. So. That, that'll come. Don't worry. I feel like every third year student gets it. So that'll yeah. come your way soon. <laughs> so <laughs> no, exactly. So I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Did they give you that option to split your final year over two years or did you kind of make that decision on your own? Yeah. So it is an option for um, athletes at Loughborough, which I think is a really good yeah. Um scheme they have in place I knew a few people um in the years ahead of me that had done it as well so um I spoke to quite a few people before I did it um especially heptathletes yeah. like myself um just because training takes up a lot of time so uh yeah I spoke to a few people and then made the decision but I'm glad I did because mm. it's definitely helped me a lot this year. I was gonna say that definitely seems like the sensible option especially with everything that's going on right now in the world and for maybe people that don't know, can you give an overview of what heptathlon is? Yeah, so heptathlon is an athletics event um, over two days. So on the first day, it's 100 meter hurdles, high jump, shot put, and a 200 meters. And then you come back the next day to do a long jump, javelin, and 800 meters. So it's quite intense intense. (laughs) definitely I think because obviously the seven components the event it takes a lot of time to train for because you've got separate different sports almost to train for um as well as all the general conditioning and gym and other things like that that we have to train for so it definitely keeps me busy but (laughs) I do I do quite enjoy that (laughs) and I was going to say because I remember back in school and back when we used to train like high jump used to be like your primary primary event how did you kind of make that transition and when did you do it in from um high jump into heptathlon yeah so I think I always really enjoyed doing all the events and to be honest all sports even before I specialized in athletics um and I think even when I was doing I was specializing high jump just because it was my best event at the time um I was still doing the other events um and when I came to uni I was I guess, doing high jump more than the other events. But I, I kind of decided that it was me almost, I didn't decide one or the other. So I was didn't put everything into high jump and I also didn't put everything into heptathlon. It wasn't quite working for me. So I felt like I needed to make a decision of which to prioritize. But um, I decided I didn't want to give up all the other six events. So I decided to focus on heptathlon as a whole. Um, and I introduced some more coaches as well when I came to uni so I had some specific coaches for my throwing events um and then a coach that overall saw my oversaw my training plan as well so um yeah it was a decision that I made when I came to uni really to Mm. focus more on heptathlon 
I remember back in the day, like even doing just like one event, maybe like the 200 meters. We used to think that was so much because maybe we'd have like the heats, then the final. So now doing seven events over two days, that just seems like out of the blue and just so crazy. How have you been able to adapt to that? I think for me, because I've always juggled quite a lot anyway. So yeah. I'd say that before I even specialised in athletics, I was saying before, like I did um, a lot of different sports. So even um, until sixth form, I was doing like cricket, cricket athletics, netball, yeah. And netball, yeah, kind of county level and above. So I think yeah. it was quite a commitment even then to keep up more than one sport because quite a lot of people um, in my age, I'd say other people in the sports, they were only doing one at that stage. Mm. So I think the fact that I was already juggling different sports even before I continued with athletics, um, I was quite used to running from one thing to the next, um, <laughs> quite like eating in the car, getting changed in the car between all my different training sessions. So I think I was quite used to that. And then almost going to heptathlon was yeah. actually less on my plate. So it's probably a bit of a strange one, but I think I'm just quite used to doing lots of different things. So it fitted in quite well. And before COVID, what did kind of your day-to-day routine look like? So were you focusing on maybe all the track and field uh, track events one day and then field the next? Um, yeah, so it can vary week to week, but um, we mainly have, I train, say, five days a week normally, have two rest days. Yeah um and it could be say a track session um a technical session so that could be like a technical field event so like a jump session or maybe a throw session um and then maybe gym so it does change throughout the week but I'd say we have maybe three main track sessions a week um two gym sessions and then fit in the technical um the actual event sessions around that really and I remember when we used to train together which seems like quite a long time ago now yeah. <laughs> our kind of like least favorite sessions used to kind of be like well my least favorite sessions anyway used to be 300s especially when it was dark and in the winter when it's cold what would you say like your least favorite kind of training sessions are and what kind of like your most favorite training sessions are yeah so I'd say it's probably they're probably still my yeah. least favorite <laughs> training <laughs> sessions um I think it's one of those where it's never sessions like that that you know are going to be painful you know yeah. you're going to be probably feeling sick afterwards <laughs> and the weather's not great and it's always something that you're never going to completely enjoy but I think something that I found when I was doing a bit more high jump maybe than heptathlon was I didn't have those kind of disgusting running sessions yeah. but I actually weirdly missed them it was a very yeah. strange <laughs> phenomenon I think um I enjoy the satisfaction of doing those sessions rather yeah. than maybe the sessions themselves yeah. um so maybe at the time you have to remind me that I actually kind of like doing <laughs> them but I think I enjoy having them in my program mm. rather than actually doing them if that makes sense so because I know that they they help me so yeah. um yeah it's a, it's like a love hate with those kind of sessions for I sure. never used to like hill sessions either oh, I used to hate hill sessions no I know <laughs> hills hills we always do like on a Saturday morning as well oh. and you're always just tired from the week and you have yeah. to get up early to do hills <laughs> I remember I did hills on my birthday this year oh my well, ha- happy 21st yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I remember my, my training group bought like a little cake at the end and I was like I'm not sure how I'm feeling after hills to eat cake but um it was a nice thought it was actually not too bad a birthday just despite yeah. doing hills so yeah. that was quite 
I guess you've got to take everything you can, especially in lockdown. If it's a hill session, then it's a hill session. <laughs> to get yeah, exactly. And I think like now I realise like, how grateful I was to be able yeah. to even train with other people. Definitely. Um, I think at the time it was like, oh, we can only see like six people at a time, or whatever. Yeah. But now I'm like, I really want to see <laughs> people in my training group because it, it's difficult to train your own, like to yeah. motivate yourself. Um, but um, hopefully, I mean, it's not too long now before yeah. you can do that again. So, <laughs> And I was going to say, leads me on to my next question. How have you kind of had to adapt from, obviously, you say you're training before COVID. How was that? What does that look like now? It has been very different, actually. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing was initially was lack of facilities. So especially in the first lockdown, pretty much as we know, like everything was closed. So um, it was difficult to adjust to that, especially because my event, needs a lot of equipment and yeah. specialists it's um, not like you can just run outside on the road and be like oh there you go training done exactly yeah, yeah. I think that was the thing like a high jump without a high jump bed's quite difficult <laughs> yeah. without a javelin and things like that like so it was quite difficult um I think I had to kind of change my approach to training and like luckily my my coach was great in asking what I had access to and then sending me a program that fitted that yeah. um I decided to not focus on the technical and not focus on what I couldn't do because that wasn't going to get me anywhere um and focus on what I could do so I tried to get my fitness in a good place um my running and also just keep up things like plyos just so I had that kind of um strength and kept my muscle mass kind of thing (laughs) as well um, um, was your brother in lockdown with you were you able to do some training yeah no that was actually really nice so the first lockdown my brother was here as well yeah. um he just finished he just graduated oh. um medical school oh, online God. which is a weird one <laughs> so um it was quite nice that we both had a bit of time yeah. and I kind of dragged him out for my <laughs> sessions I was saying like I wouldn't I wouldn't tell him what the session was sometimes to make sure he'd come out and then we'd be doing like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um so I think yeah that was really nice just to have someone else to train with um and I think it it gave him some kind of uh fitness goals as well because he wasn't didn't have any specific training so I think it was quite nice um and it was nice to actually spend time with him for which I hadn't for a while (laughs) and Loughborough Uni has been voted one of the best unis in the UK for sport how do you think going to that uni has helped you progress not only with your studies but also with Hetkathlon? I think um, obviously having that name behind you is yeah. great. And the fact that it is, I think it's for quite a few years now, it's been mm, um, definitely. first in the world for like sport related subjects. So I think it's great to have the Loughborough name and um, obviously the facilities when we do have access to yeah, them. You get them. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, they are completely ideal. I think it's the fact that, you know, even when I was really busy, I could go to a lecture and then go to the track, which is only, yeah right next to each other also living I mean I live just off campus at the moment but it's like a 10 minute walk to the track um and also having access to all the coaches I think as well um I'm really lucky that I have a really great group of coaches that work together um and again they're all based in Loughborough I think another thing is the environment of kind of like-minded people in the same position um because I wouldn't say I necessarily have the most normal student life maybe (laughs) um so it's nice to have people that I mean want to do similar things uh still want to do student things but maybe not going out every night and stuff and you don't feel like you're missing out I think so 
I guess um, Loughborough isn't really like the party city for say. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the thing. Um, I, I feel like it has a worse name. Yeah. For kind of going out and things like that than it actually is. Um, it, it is good fun when yeah. when we do go out, but like I say, like we don't go out every night every, as yeah. athletes. Yeah. Well, you can't quite... at the minute, but. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Nobody, nobody is at the moment. And do you have different coaches for each different event or do you kind of like your javelin and your is it say shot, shot put kind of um, coaches? Do they kind of combine together? Yeah, so I have my main coach who oversees the whole programme um, and he coordinates between the other coaches yeah. um, and he sets the main plan. But then I have a separate coach for shot put, a separate coach for javelin and for high jump. Yeah. I guess mainly because they're quite different technical events um so it's it's good to have someone specialist in those events to to help us out so um yeah that that works really well but I can imagine it's quite a nightmare sometimes for my my like head coach to coordinate it all but no he does a really good job of it you have like a whatsapp group of like literally all your coaches in yeah exactly we have a whatsapp group and it's funny when I get like spreadsheets through the week it's like this is your next three weeks of training and it's literally like down to the hour of what we're doing and yeah. even each warm-up that we're doing so um it's quite extensive planning but um yeah it works out really well I think it's a, a good thing even now to have that yeah. structure um definitely still having some kind of training plans has helped over lockdown when say I'm training on my own and you know I don't have a certain time to actually train but at least if I know what sessions I should be doing it definitely helps yeah. having that structure in the week, yeah. I think. It kind of gives you a little bit of routine as well, not just like having to be at home and be out and be back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When there's not much else going on, it's, I think it's really yeah. good to have that structure. Um, otherwise, I would probably be getting up in the afternoon and not really doing much with my day. <laughs> and obviously, COVID has affected a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. And you have like a lot of sporting coaches that focus on it. You're running track and field events. But do you ever have access to any coaches that may help you mentally instead of physically? So we have, I have a, I think it's called a performance development um, mentor who's yeah. part of the uni. Um, so we have um, meetings with them kind of as and when we need or mm. just routine meetings um, throughout the year. So um, she's someone that I can speak to if I have any um particular needs or problems or I just want to maybe sort through something before a competition or I want extra support or anything like that so she's kind of my port of call if I have anything that I want to um speak through I guess and then I can have she can refer me to, to anyone else if needed basically yeah. so um it's, I think it's good to have somebody like that because sport is definitely more than just a physical definitely, I think is yeah. um it's almost underestimated how much mm -hmm. like a psychological um effect there is and I think even now it's good that that's becoming more noticed I think definitely and I guess training with other heptathletes as well maybe before COVID were you able to just kind of like talk to each other about what you were going through and they could obviously relate as well yeah definitely I think it's really nice to have a really great um training group and we all support each other and I think generally want each other to do well so yeah. it's nice because it is quite a unique schedule that we have yeah. <laughs> and there is a lot of training involved and we spend so much time together as well we can be I don't know at the track for five hours in a day so it's quite it's quite a lot of time we spend together so we definitely understand 
the demands and like the stresses mm. that it can cause I think but also um we have that mutual respect for kind of the training that we've been doing and yeah. I think that really helps us get on but also be able to support each other because we kind of understand what yeah. each other are going through yeah. sometimes. do you live with any of them up at uni so I don't live in my training group but I yeah. do live with a house of other athletics athletes okay. um but they do other events mm. and have you been able to get back on track at all um well not yet so <laughs> from Monday the um our track will be opening which is exciting news yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be uh sitting here excited to, for a track to open but here we are <laughs> um so that'll be nice it should be nice to see people at the track again yeah. and um yeah be able to train with my group a bit as well so um yeah it's definitely exciting and I think it's it's nice to see that some competitions are being drafted yeah. as well so there's a little bit more of a kind of end point as well and something mm -hmm. to aim for which I think is really important especially this year definitely you know people are getting like their outfits ready for June 21st like you're getting your spikes ready for like <laughs> Monday the 29th of March yeah you know what I have I have a pair of trainers that I'm like I don't want to get them out of the box yet because <laughs> there's no point now so I'm like fresh ready for when you can see other exactly <laughs> <laughs> I almost know that's what I'm doing which is ridiculous but you know what if that's what it takes to you know ready, then, that's what it takes. these days <laughs> <laughs> and would you say that you've seen a big change in your performance because obviously it's kind of quite hard to determine that change because you've not been on track for a good year do you think you'll maybe see a change in your performance I hope so yeah I think the fact that I have still been consistently training and putting the work in over the last few months despite yeah. not having access or not having people to train with I think I'd like to think that I'll see see results of that and I think um when you do put consistent work in that you you will see some kind of results and even if that is in different ways I think training on my own and maybe I'm I've been filming quite a lot of stuff to kind of self-reflect and also yeah. send to my coach and I think that gives a different focus because we're quite used to just training and then getting feedback and then mm -hmm. just going again whereas sometimes I think a bit of reflection can be a good thing and it's made me focus on some areas that maybe I wouldn't have had time to focus on in other times so I think there are definitely positives to take from it and I hope that that will show in the summer if I get a good chance to compete. <laughs> now I was going to move on to that. We had the Europeans a few weeks ago. Have you got any competitions? Maybe not as big as the Europeans, obviously, but you've got coming up that fingers crossed will hopefully go ahead. Yeah. So over the last couple of weeks, there's been quite a few competitions that have been drafted for, um, well, even starting in April, there are some, which is really promising. So um, there's definitely competitions which I would like to do. I haven't completely um, mapped out my season yet, I think, because a lot of things haven't been 100% confirmed, which I know is difficult, yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing the restrictions. But um, what I usually do is map out the heptathlons that I want to do and then fit in some other competitions, maybe just singular events around that. Um, it's just quite difficult to you know hunt down the heptathlon sometimes yeah. because there aren't actually that many yeah. uh, that they put on especially domestically there aren't many heptathlons put on maybe one or two sometimes you're lucky if there's three yeah. um so it can be difficult and usually it's quite good to go abroad but that obviously this year has a different yeah. um challenge there so 
I guess over the next couple of weeks, maybe I'll see what is in place, maybe pencil in the competitions I'd like to do, and then just have to be aware that that could change yeah. and uh, be adaptable to that. It's kind of weird to think that even a few years ago, like especially during summer, we were competing nearly pretty much every weekend. Do you kind of think, would you ever be able to compete every weekend? Um, I'd say with Tathlon, no, because yeah. it just takes out a lot, a lot <laughs> from you. Um, and it's normally having a few weeks between them. It's great. Yeah. Um, but then I think just having the opportunity to compete now is yeah. something that everyone just wants to do. And maybe having less pressure on yourself to compete almost at your best at every single competition and maybe doing some competitions to warm into another mm. event and just going out to enjoy it as well I think is something that I realize is so important otherwise what's the point in doing it essentially yeah. like especially over the last year when it has been a lot harder to get the work done if you're not enjoying it there's there's not really any point so I think it would be nice to just do as many competitions as I can yeah. obviously within reason probably <laughs> not every weekend yeah. but I'd like to get as many as I can in just to go and have fun and see what I can do with the training that, that I've been doing. And do you think there's going to be any pressure maybe that you put on yourself for these competitions or are you just going in purely for the fact that you're actually able to go and compete again? I think it's a bit of both. I think I would just love to go out there and enjoy it. But at the same time, I would like to perform to where I'm at with my training so I think I think there's always going to be a little bit of pressure that maybe I'll put on myself or um from the training that I've been doing but I think that will be in a in a way to just show off the training that I've been doing rather than to think okay if I don't do well then this will happen or whatever I think <laughs> it's it's more going out to enjoy it but still going to compete at my best not just to see what happens if you know what I mean so it's a bit of a balance but um definitely going out to enjoy it and enjoy the fact that we can compete yeah which will seem like a bit of a privilege at the time yeah. so and it'd be weird think, to actually um, see other people as well you'll be like oh my god I've not seen yeah completely and see some live sport which yeah. it feels like forever <laughs> since I've been able to see so um I think it'll be nice but hopefully when spectators um are allowed again that will be something that'll be really nice I think having that support from people coming to watch and I think well I mean I know I enjoy going to watch other people compete and yeah, I think definitely. it's a nice event just to show people that just enjoy the sport yeah. and watching other people do well I think I know even when we were younger like going yeah. to athletics events it was just good fun wasn't it yeah. um so it would be nice to have that kind of an atmosphere back again yeah and kind of moving away from all the track side stuff moving off the track you've done some pretty cool things I've seen in, in a few Nike and Adidas campaigns <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you uh, went out to Dubai a few months ago to go and train can you say a little bit more about that like how did those kind of opportunities come around yeah so um I've been with a, a model agency for um probably about a couple of years now mm -hmm. um and it's a predominantly sports modeling agency, um, which was kind of something that I fell into more than yeah. wanted to go into necessarily. Um, but I'm really glad that I did. And it's definitely given me some amazing opportunities. Um, I think, yes, yeah, so as you were saying, that like the 
like Adidas campaign that I filmed a couple of years ago, like going out to Lisbon to film that was just amazing because it was one of my first jobs as well, which was um, I mean, for a first job that's pretty that's pretty up there. Yeah, <laughs> it was all a bit mad, and I feel like I didn't really um, take it all in at the time. I remember being there thinking, "Wow, like every, this is this is like crazy. This massive like film crew yeah. and stuff, and just." um me and another model we were just it was just like a really great experience um and again it was something that I just kind of found myself in that industry which Mm -hmm. um I didn't think that I'd be doing things like that but no it was really great fun um and yeah I've done a few more kind of e-commerce jobs as well and I did um, a night campaign which was in Berlin which again it's just um nice to travel all these jobs as well and also showcase what I'm doing in training for another purpose I think it's really nice that um my agency likes to have authentic sports people um on their books to show the training that they're doing anyway and to put that into into the media so I think that's a really nice um part of the industry to showcase sports people outside of their sport as well so would you say that's like been one of the highlights of your experiences yeah I'd say definitely um the campaigns have been the highlights of that I think um the people that I've met kind of everything I've learned about the the industry and and um the companies as well and just learning more about all the different roles that are involved I didn't realize the extent of all the different lighting people that were all involved and it was really nice to be able to spend some time with them and understand how they got into the jobs they did as well um I guess even with the degree that I'm doing there's like overlap as well because it's everything is involved in the sporting world so um it's really interesting to find out how people got into their roles as well so um yeah it was a really great experience and who would you say is the most famous person or someone that you've met like oh my god like they're there in the person that you've met um in terms of through modeling or just yeah, gener- through modeling or just generally through pathetic um I think what through modeling there was the campaign I did in Germany it was um it was actually like a German night campaign mm-hmm. and the main model that I did uh with that campaign she was uh the germany's next top model winner oh wow which yeah. was which was a bit mad yeah. because there was her and there was like three of us other girls it was kind of a women's in sport campaign yeah. um and it was mad because she she was there with her kind of personal assistants and stuff doing her stuff <laughs> and that she was really lovely actually yeah. um and then there was the rest of us just kind of sitting there like, gosh, oh we, my God. <laughs> what would we say to her? Like, well, how am I meant to be? I was just like, hi. <laughs> um, so that was a bit funny. Um, and I'd say outside of that, I remember going to the London 2012 Olympics and bumping yeah. into um, Michael Johnson, which was... Oh, just as you do. Yeah, I remember. And I remember, I remember uh, he, getting him to sign my, um, my ticket. And that was something that I was like, oh, God, I can't believe I'm him. <laughs> like, look, so, um, this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've, got, I've still got it in my room. <laughs> do you have um, like a, do you keep all your numbers still from your competitions? Do you still do that? 
Yeah, I think I keep way more than I should. I've got <laughs> numbers from like under 11 where yeah. I write on the back like what I did, what you did. At, that, at that competition. So I found some when I was clearing out my room and it's like under 11, like 121 in the high jump or something. And like, I'm like, oh, wow. I could step that these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny to see. Um, but it's quite nice to look back on as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can look, look through the power of 10, which is quite yeah. nice, but it's, it's nice to see at little like under 11 competitions yeah. that we used to do like at Yate or whatever oh, it was God. Nice, yeah. nice to look back at them as well <laughs> but I probably should do that out a bit what do you say your favorite track is oh my favorite track I don't know actually um I think I've quite enjoyed competing at the Alexander Stadium yeah. where we used to have English schools yeah. I think probably because um I've had some good competitions there and I think the experience of English schools was really fun mm. um and then I trained a little bit there for high jump as well so um I really yeah I really like that track and hopefully I think it's under construction at the moment for yeah. 2022 so hopefully that'll be even better soon that's gonna lead uh, me to my next question because obviously meant to have Olympics last year but it's been moved to this year Commonwealth Games next year do you kind of have your sights set on that or are you looking kind of more into the future maybe at Paris 2024? I think it's, it's a difficult one at the moment especially because it's just so uncertain and what yeah. opportunities there will be and obviously the fact that I haven't really had my usual training set up for I guess the best part of a year now um, I think it was something that I kind of had um in my mind and I guess it's something I still have uh, on my mind but it's not something that I'm specifically working towards um but I think I'll have to see how this year goes and then and and next year as well and then take it from there and see what opportunities come up really and I think it's a mixture between setting challenging goals and then being realistic as well so um obviously I would love to yeah um I think I should to... in front of a home crowd as well if there is crowds. yeah exactly yeah and I think it'll be it'll be a great event um and I think I'll just have to see where I'm at a bit before I can make those decisions and speaking of opportunities have you got any like fun things in the pipeline at the minute that you've got to keep under wraps um I think at the moment everything is well I guess everything's a bit uncertain with yeah. knowing um what what's going to be allowed I guess <laughs> over the next few months so um everything that I'm doing seems to be quite last minute even with um like modeling jobs I normally find out kind of a couple of days before they happen <laughs> usually um and the same with athletics things at the moment it's a little more last minute than normal so yeah. I think in a way it keeps it quite exciting yeah, so we're gonna see, keep on your see what happens yeah exactly so I guess I'll have to see how the uh how the year unravels yeah. at the moment and if you were giving yourself some advice to maybe like 10 year old Tash what would you say to her I would say do what you enjoy because at the end of the day that's the most important thing and if you don't enjoy something you're not going to put work into it and I think that goes for all aspects of your life make sure that if you're doing like an education go for something that you enjoy and hobbies and I think I'm so glad that I kept doing as much as possible as late as possible I know a lot of people say oh you should you should pick something and focus on that one thing but I disagree to be honest I think that I'm so glad that I did so many different sports I did 
almost now I'm doing such a broad subject of sports science that doesn't necessarily go into a specific job but I think I'm so glad that I've done such a variety of things because it's led me to loads of different opportunities and I think I've really understood through that what I enjoy more so I would say keep doing as much as you can as long as you can. (laughs) I think that's a great way to end the podcast so just want to wish you all the best of luck and if when if and when we can get crowds in I'll be the first person cheering you on you know getting the crowd <laughs> clapping for that high jump and we may even see you on our screens at the Commonwealth Games <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> yeah great thank you that's all right thank you so much Tash thank you